Hi, I'm Dina Farrell, and this is the Prioritize Focus podcast. This is where you'll get encouragement, whether you are a time management flunky, a serial goal getter, or distracted by SOS, that's shiny object syndrome. This is for the entrepreneurial woman who may have forgotten what a valued, amazing lady she is. Val, that's you. This is your reminder that the world needs that God-given dream that you've been harboring in your heart. And it's time to make it a reality while living and dealing with your actual reality. If you're ready, let's get started. Today, we're going to talk about quiet quitting and specifically untangling the mess of this phenomenon. You know, it's got quite a loud impact and maybe you're not familiar with it, but quiet quitting is pretty loud and trendy right now. And the root goes much deeper than its name actually implies. If you're not familiar with this phenomenon, I'll try and give you a brief summary. First, there could be two types of quiet quitting. We'll call these quitter number one and quitter number two for ease of reference, okay? Quitter number one. <clears throat> this is someone who slowly and intentionally withdraws from their responsibilities until they ultimately quit. Now, whether this is a direct result from burnout, lack of appreciation, recognition, or simply just the wrong fit, it's as complex as the individual and situation. Now, quitter number two, this one has to do more with remaining in place, but doing only the bare minimum of their role, responsibility, or their job. Only they can answer if their disinterest and disengagement is due to, you know, poor support, motivation, or something in between. Now, both of these types of quitters have, I guess, what people would say pros and cons. There's good and bad in both, or um, maybe better said would be there's arguments for both sides, right? So quiet quitting type number one typically results in actual termination of a relationship, whether personal or professional because it doesn't cause a big scene or drama, this can be looked at as a pro. However, this type can really impede creating strong lasting bonds and be seen as a real character flaw because there's no real closure or growth opportunity or potential advocate for later. A bridge has been burned and this quitter didn't finish the job, let's say. Therefore, that would be a definite con. Now, on the other hand, quitter number two is one who slowly disengages. They stop contributing or they just leave very little to no room for flexibility. Have you ever tried to collaborate or connect with someone whose standard answer is, that's not my job. It doesn't exactly bump them to the top of your favorites to work with list, does it? So while the quitter number two can have like a slow process 
and even sometimes can go unnoticed, which I guess in this case, that would be the argument. Someone would say, oh, this is a pro. Um, but it's also a con in that, you know, you feel like you never saw it coming. You know, the journey itself can be agonizing both for the quitter and those around them, right? So these are some, I guess, generic definitions of uh, this phenomenon of quiet quitting. And some of the quitting is done, um, you know, as a result of burnout and others are just, you know, slowly fading away. And this trend, if you will, of quiet quitting has become, in some ways, uh, people look at it as like a badge of honor. Some people think that it's disrespectful, but we're going to look at what's quiet quitting really costing you. And, you know, the loud impact of quitting quietly. Do you see yourself in either of these two types of quitters? Now, I know many of you may be thinking this is more of a corporate trend. Why is she talking about it? And, you know, this transpired after cranky millennials didn't want to give up their remote working gigs post pandemic. And to that, I'd have to say, mm, not so fast. Quiet quitting has become bigger than a corporation's HR mess. In fact, it's touched more of us than we may realize. See if you've had any experience with any of these examples. Uh, let's see, the social media influencer who's applauded for her intentionally offensive and divisive manner of who and what she's quitting. How about churches? We see churches waffling all over the place. Some stand boldly on the word of God, while others quit taking God at his word and fill in the blanks themselves. And how about your political circles? They've been pretty clear on what types of constituents they're quitting, completely disregarding who asked for their representation and why. And tell me if this one's familiar. Even marriages are part of the quiet quitting culture. See, quitting, whether out loud or quietly, has an impact. So please be sure if you're going to quit something, know that it's the right time, reason, and thing to do. See, humbly exchanging the right kinds of quitting leads to a quiet life worth living instead of chasing a living to provide a life. <laughs> I know that sounds a little um, redundant and maybe a little... Um, backwards, but let me say it again. You know, the right kinds of quitting leads to a quiet life worth living instead of chasing a living to provide a life. See, it's good to give up bad habits. It's good to leave toxic people. It's good to mature past self-sabotage. And I've written about this before, and I can put a link in the show notes about overcoming self-sabotage. See, these are all things that we should quit, quiet or loud. 
But here's where I want to flip this script a little bit. In a world that is in a constant chase for productivity and notoriety, there's a quiet exchange that can actually bring you both without the hustle, no giving into the grind, absent of exhaustion, simply a process that alleviates the stress and provides a pace that cultivates purpose and even rest. Now, I have a process that I've been using for years and I've been sharing it. I call it the prioritized focus method. It is the um, pillar of my book. There are four stages I say that you need to go through and it's define, discover, determine, and do it. And I can um, link in the notes a little bit more about that. But let's get back to flipping this exchange. You know, the world wants us to chase productivity and notoriety, right? But we weren't called to be popular. We weren't called to be notable, knowledgeable, or even inspirational. Yet that's exactly what the world is selling. And too many of us are duped into thinking that we're actually buying. Productivity and notoriety with a press of a button. But in reality, here's what's really happening. We're missing the purpose for the sake of the purchase. We're too quick to click add to cart without counting the cost of our very souls. We're buying into people whose sole intention is to sell us out to the highest bidder. So where do we go from here? What do we do? A quiet life focused on prioritizing truth is the quickest way to quit the lies that are holding you hostage. So how do you humbly exchange the selfish kind of quitting for the impactful life you were called to live? Well, I'm glad you asked. See, when I'm feeling lost, completely bewildered, or grappling for clarity on the quote unquote right path or what to do next, there's one reliable source that I turn to without fail, and it has not failed me. So with this topic in mind, here are a few answers that I found as it relates to the life that we were called to live. See if they help kickstart some clarity and direction for you. First Peter 2.21 tells us, to this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. First Corinthians 1.9, God is faithful, who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Ephesians 4.4, for there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. Galatians 5.13, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh, rather serve one another humbly in love. We were called to be an example. We were called to be in fellowship. We were called to give hope for the future. We were called to serve one another humbly in love. Does that sound like 
being popular, notable, knowledgeable, or even inspirational. Yeah, we can have those things, but those are all byproducts, not the goal. So gaining notoriety and productivity without the hustle, grind, or exhaustion only comes when we quit pursuing anything more than God himself. And believe it or not, friend, by pursuing him quietly and intentionally, you can't help but live a life impactfully out loud. And make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. This is found in 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 11 and 12. I find it interesting in a world that is so noisy and wants attention and we're, you know, um, especially as entrepreneurs and business owners, you know, we're told that we need visibility, visibility. And um, I just find that interesting in light of what scripture tells us. We are the light of the world. We push away darkness by our very being, by how we live. Our, our, um, our, our, blah, 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 I'm trying to, <laughs> does the walk match the talk? You know, there's a lot of lip service out there. There's a lot of talking. There's a lot of grabbing for attention. But at the end of the day, is it in alignment? So quiet quitting in a culture that applauds, um, you know, quitting what doesn't serve you. I think that we need to be mindful of what we were called to do, and that's to serve others. It's just hmm, humbling to think about because we want things our way. We want, you know, to have an impact. We want to make a difference. And the only way that we can do that is to allow God to work through us. He's the only one who can transform anyone. But if we are willing vessels, he can use us. And I think that is um, pretty cool. So my encouragement that I want to leave you with today is that um, I pray that we both learn to pursue the transformation God had intended for us all along and become just the solution that he created us to be. Not what the world says. And listen, I'm cheering you on and praying you up. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that you've gotten some takeaways, encouragement, and practical and tactical tips that you can use in your everyday real life. I encourage you to subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. 
share this out on your social media platforms if you feel that it will be beneficial to someone else, which I hope that it is. And stay in the know by going over to dinafarrell.com. That's one N, two R's, two L's, dinafarrell.com, or simply prioritizedfocus.com. No matter what, I want you to know that you are valued, amazing, and so very loved. Now get out there and live like it.